What do you do when who you used to be is affecting who you're trying to be and the business you're trying to run today? Hi, welcome to another hard conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. We certainly don't dodge the hard talks here. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me and how to have a personal conversation with me about your tough spots over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's podcast, oh my goodness, my friends, have I got one for you, but it comes with a little bit of a story. A lot of my podcast episodes seem to come with a little bit of a story, but I'm really kind of excited and I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm really emotional about uh, today's episode because an old client of mine found me. He's um, 28 or 29 now, but I saw him when he was 19 or 20 years old and really um, in a really tough spot in his life, kind of cleaning up a lot of bad and messy choices he had made for himself. And we did the hard therapy work and we put him back together and we got him on the right path. And I was really happy to know and hear from him recently that he's stayed on the path and has really built a good, good life for himself. Like, you know, that's a uh, job well done for me. That's a good day at work for me when I get those letters and hear that like a decade later, somebody's still doing well and benefiting from the work and the time that we had together. But his letter breaks my heart a little bit and you'll listen in and you'll hear about it um, because he wrote to me and in all transparency, I've already had this conversation with him. He wrote, to me asking me for help and I just got on the phone right away and gave him my two cents and we talked it through a little bit but his story will resonate with you because if you're running a business in the online business space if you are putting yourself out there as a personal brand then one of the things you're going to have to deal with one of the sort of necessary devils of that is that everyone in this day and age is googleable People can put your name into that little pesky search engine and find out things about you that you wouldn't want your work people to know about. You wouldn't want your staff members to learn about. You may not want your audience for sure to know about or your current clients. When your past isn't something you kind of want to shoot from the rooftops, it's something that you would prefer to just kind of leave behind and keep it in the rear view mirror, how do you manage it when um, someone finds out something about you or asks you about something that quite frankly is none of their business happened a million years ago, but they're using it in conjunction with your business today. Now, my client writing to me, he doesn't have a business. He's just trying to get himself a good job, but his story and his situation is so similar to all of ours as we figure out how much of ourselves do we put out there How much of our truth do we actually share? And when somebody finds out something about us that they don't particularly like and they don't particularly approve of, how do we respond? How do we move through that? How do we deal with and answer the judgment? How do we get ahead of the narrative and tell our own story rather than waiting and just kind of crossing our fingers in a dark closet, hoping nobody finds out? 
That's where my client found himself when he reached out to me with this letter. And in our conversation, I told him about my show and what I've been up to. And I said to him that even though his situation feels so incredibly personal, that I really did believe it was a more of a universal experience than he believed. And I asked him for his permission to put the question on the show and to have this conversation with all of you. And he's, he's kind of pumped about it. He's super psyched. Um, so I think I've gone and made you famous now, kid. Um, and yes, I still get to call you a kid. Um, so I'm going to read his letter. Um, he and I already had the actual conversation, but I'm just going to talk to him like I talk to all my letter writers and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I'm so glad I found you. I went looking for you because I was hoping we could meet again. Thanks to Google, I found out that you closed your business and live in California now. Wow, good for you. I need your help. My business, my, sorry, let me start that one over. My past is biting me on the ass, Heather, and I don't know what to do about it. It's about those criminal convictions I have on my record in the jail time. I can't escape them. Since we finished, I've stayed good. I promise. I got my anger in control, and I haven't had a single PTSD incident. I don't do drugs, and aside from a beer every once in a while, I don't even drink. I kept working in that auto body and stayed in the same shop for all those years. The owner retired and opted to close his business instead of selling it, and it's left me without a job. I was managing his place, Heather. I was actually running it almost like a boss, but without the boss money. Oh, I hear you, kid. Since then, I've been trying to find another shop to run, and I keep losing the jobs I'm applying to because of my criminal record. Everyone's passing me by, assuming that I'm trouble. I googled you and found your story, and while well, they're googling me and they think they know mine. I'm pissed all of the time now. I've got it together. I'm with someone. She's a good girl, and you'd actually like her this time. We don't have much money, and we both want a wedding, so we're just living together until we can afford to get married for real. We have a three-year-old daughter and it's really good. I love finally having a family of my own, but I can't provide for them. I feel like my dad, Heather. I don't want to end up in settle and get a job at McDonald's. I know I'm good with cars and I'm a good worker and I can do this. How do I get people who find out about my past to give me a second chance? Tell it to me straight. Don't make me think California has gone and softened you. What do I need to do here? Tell me and I'll do it. I promise. All right. So kid, you and I already had the conversation, but now we have to fill in the rest of our listening audience on what I had to say. So, you know, the first thing that I want to remind you of here is that your past does not define you. I I know you at some point in time just really thought that that was going to be the beginning, middle and end of your story. But what you've learned in the past 10 years, if I can sort of swallow the fact that it's been 10 years since we worked together and you're a dad now, is that like you came to understand why you did those things. You came to understand why you didn't make good choices and how you got yourself in that situation. And our listeners don't need to know that. We don't need to kind of blast your business, but we know what we figured out about you. And we know how you landed in that jail and how you landed in jail again after that. We know what you overcame to overcome your past, and we know how hard it was for you to build a new life. What's missing in the story that everybody's finding when they search your criminal record is that. And what you want to start thinking about here is how do you get ahead of the story? 
if you're filling out these forms and giving these shops permission to like, you know, do a criminal records check and a fingerprinting or whatever it is they have you do, why not just tell them, hey, when you do this, this is what you're going to find from when I was 19 years old. This is what you're going to learn about me. Let me tell you that I've been keeping it clean and I've been on the straight and narrow. And if you Google me now and you look at anything, you know, past nine years ago, you're not going to see anything that makes noise. And here's the name and number of the guy whose shop I ran for that entire time. He will vouch for me. One of the things that I think you made a mistake of, and we talked about this in the conversation, is you went back to thinking you had to do this on your own, that this was your problem to solve, and you made the mess, you were the one in jail, you were the one with the record, and now you're the one with a girl and a kid, and you just need to go and get yourself the job and figure it out. But what I hope you learned from what we said, you know, the conversation we had and what I had to say, is that you don't have to do it alone anymore. Part of why you ended up on a path that nobody had any business being on is because you went and tried to solve problems independently and you didn't make the best choices. But building a life, having a relationship, building a family, redefining yourself means you also have to do this part differently. Just because you're not breaking the law anymore doesn't mean that you have to go back to doing it on your own. And a guy whose shop that you independently ran, he's going to help you. He's going to vouch for you. Let him. If you know that you didn't cause him an ounce of worry, if you know that his cash register always measured up whenever he came by to pick up the cash, if you know that you're the reason why the shop had so many good Yelp reviews, if you know that, then tell them that. In fact, show them the link to the Yelp reviews for the old shop that you worked at. Your name is all over the place because, by the way, Google works both ways. And I looked, and yes, the shop is still listed as closed, but all of those reviews are still up there. And I don't even know if you knew that. So think about what the story is, because they have the facts. They have the fact that you got locked up a couple of times that like you dodged a couple and you would have been locked up a couple of more times if that hadn't happened and it had gone a different way. But that's not who you are. Who you are is somebody who decided that you didn't want to be your dad, that you didn't want this to be your life, and that you were going to change the story, right? That's what we talked about. That's what we spent all that time and all those years talking about. So it's like it's show up time. So what I would be doing if I were you is I would be looking at these shop owners in the eye and say, listen, if you want to judge me on who I was 10 years ago, there's nothing I can do about it. But here's a picture of my kid. Here's a picture of my girl. Here's a picture of the apartment. And someday we want to get married. And this is what I want to do. This is what I've learned. Watch me. Put me on probation. You know, you can fight for yourself. You can say like you may know that know the facts, but you don't have the story. But that means you have to show up for yourself. And I know you're not used to that. And I know that you're used to judgment because the criminal record, it's, it's a criminal record and it's, it's not even on the light side of criminal record. And I know you and I have kind of joked about that a little bit. So I know that I'm cool with you. So I'm just reassuring the listening audience that I'm not blaming and shaming you as I say that. 
So the other thing I got to have to do some real talk with you on, though, in this is that we're talking about an auto body shop. And I don't want to speak down about auto body shops. I don't want to make any sort of implication. But I do have to tell you that a lot of people in prison, one of the things they learned is how to work on cars when they want to rehabilitate prisoners. That's one of the skill sets like welding and like a bunch of other sort of, you know, good skill based jobs like that, that are te- they're taught in prison. I cannot imagine that you are the only person in your town in this industry who has a little bit of a criminal past. So I think it's a little bit of getting real with folks and sort of saying that out loud, but pointing to people the dates on that report. Make sure they know it was nine years ago. And while you're at it, Maybe think about getting really real with them and tell them the story. Tell them how you went down that path. Because you know what? You're not the only one who went down that path. You're not the only one with that childhood. And a lot of people would relate. You get to decide how much detail. You certainly don't have to go digging into the trauma. We we packed up that PTSD stuff really good. And I don't want you unpacking that. But you're, you're fine to say, hey, listen, this is the kind of family I had. This is the kind of neighborhood I had. But this is the kind of family I have now. This is the neighborhood I live in now. And show them who you are. And go back to your old boss and ask him to toss a good word for you. Ask for help and then accept help. I I can't, you know, I vouched for you when you wanted that job and I talked to that boss of yours and I think he's a really good guy. And I think if you ask him and you tell him you're struggling, maybe he knows someone. And I know that you don't like want to bother him and you think he's just kind of caught off to pasture. But I promise you, if he knew that this was happening, if he knew you were struggling this much, I really do believe he'd want to have your back. And I do believe that this is something worth fighting for. I absolutely believe you that you do not need to be a McDonald's, but I strongly, strongly, strongly disagree with this idea that you were in any way like that father of yours. You are not him. That's not your story. You have rewritten yours. But now you you told me to be real with you and you told me to keep it straight. And I know we already had the conversation, but I'm just telling you again (laughs) because I get to. Um, And I'm so privileged and honored, by the way, to get to. And it's going to make me cry. And you've never seen me cry before. But trust me, if you listen to my podcast, you'll know I cry. Um, Like you can do this. It's not fair that you have to do it. It's not right that you have to do it. You should get some sort of like reprieve from that, that at some point in time, you should be able to not have your past define you like this, but you, you got to give them something else. So as real as you can be with them, I would be that real. I would decide which kind of auto body you want to work for. I would decide specifically which company you want to be competitive with. If there's like a job that you lost and you know they haven't filled the position, go back and ask again. Or if you really need to, and I don't want you to do this, if you 
really honest to goodness can't get a manager job just go and like be a worker be like be somebody who works in the shop and works on cars because we know you can work your way up the ladder we know you can rebuild if you have to i just don't think you have to but you have to fight for this and you have to ask for help you have to get that reference you only have one other job you've ever worked at and if you're just giving the guy's name and number and you're letting them just sort of define you by your criminal record as you walk out the door they're thinking they're right so like make the connection have them talk to your old boss have them like learn about who you are aside from this and you know the reason why I did this show my friends if you're still a business owner who's not my client listening to this conversation is that he's no different than us we all have our garbage. We all have the things that we don't want anybody knowing about. Like, I think about stupidly nothing like what he's managing, but I think of old articles that I wrote that I'm like, oh God, I hope nobody looks those up. I hope nobody Googles that and finds that article. What a piece of crap. And I know that who I started out as, even when I was trying to find my way in the online business space, how frenetic and disorganized and maybe even a little desperate I appeared. I don't want people who are currently seeing me as, you know, a five-day-week podcast host, a, a really good mindset consultant and a leadership consultant to sort of know that I was that disjointed at the beginning, but I get to control the narrative. I get to say, hey, listen, you're, you're seeing some old stuff, but let me tell you who I am. Let me tell you the story behind this. And if we can lead the narrative, if we can just say, hey, if you hit that Google button, this is what you're going to find. And I'm not afraid of it. And I'm not ashamed of it. And this is who I am, unapologetically me. Your people are going to find you. Because, you know, back to my client here, now I'm talking to you. So listen up. Like, you you probably belong in a shop where somebody's going to know at least the sort of Cliff Notes version of your story and connect to it and want to give you a second chance and want to give you a help up just like the last owner that you worked for did. But And this is why you're struggling. You're not struggling because of your criminal record. You're struggling because you haven't sort of committed to trusting yet. Um, I, I really, I'm, I'm so grateful that you reached out to me and I'm so grateful after all these years to still be one of the people you trust. But I also got to ask you, it's been 10 years now and is this girl and your kid and me, are they the only evidence of connected relationships with trust? Have you built a life of connection or are you... You're keeping people at arm's length a little bit. I mean, when you and I started, you were a couple of arm's lengths away from me and, and we didn't get along so good for a while. But, you know, we came to know each other. I can't help but wonder, and we didn't talk about this on the phone, but have you let other people come to know you? Have you let other people learn who you are and how you move through the world and how you show up? Have you shown them what you're capable of? Is there sort of a portfolio of the cars you've worked on? Um, because there's so much here. And just like all the other business owners listening to the show, the other dream seekers, the other people who don't want to be defined by their past, you have got to define your present or other people will do it for you. That's what you're learning here. That's what you're learning. And that's what other business owners 
others can learn from you. And I know you never believed yourself capable of teaching anybody anything, but you really got something special here. And I know, I know you could start, you know, helping other kids who are on a troubled path, find a way and maybe cars can save them too. But don't, don't give up on this, but you got to fight. You really have got to fight and change the story. Um, there's this movie, and I totally don't expect you to have watched it, but it's called The American President. And there's this line in the movie that, like, if you're not, like, at the mic telling, you know, your side of the story, then, you know, everybody's just listening to the other point of view, right? Um, I'm, I'm totally butchering that quote, so it's probably good that you didn't see that movie. But it's, you know, it's the idea that when someone else is doing doing the talking, um, that's who, you know, that's who everyone's listening to. So get in front of the mic. You do the talking. Stand up for yourself. Show people what you learned. Tell them how you learned about cars, like before you even actually worked on a car. All the studying you did. Show up. Defend yourself. Fight for yourself because you have earned it. Um, I am beyond measure proud of you. Um, I am so grateful that, um, the work I did in my past, um, continues to make a difference in your life. Um, but I want you to see that that isn't luck because you and I haven't been in contact for a really long time. I don't even think, I think this is actually the first time we ever emailed. (laughs) um, with one another. I think we went old school on the phone at first. So I, I want you to realize that there's more to your story. I want you to own it, be unafraid of it. And I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to triple dog dare you. And I am going to tell you that I see something in you. I see an ability to teach somebody else. So don't go looking back. I I know you're angry. I know you're pissed off. I I know you think the world is a little bit always out to get you. But if you look ahead and you start to see some potential, like I see potential, I really do think you're going to find your way. I don't think you're going to feel this angry and this lost and this sort of trapped in in your old life as you do right now. Um, But you got to show up for yourself. And that starts today. Um, So see, California didn't soften me, but uh, you can always try next time. Um, Don't lose touch. Uh, Let me know how this turns out. I, you know, if you want, I'll give you a reference. I I don't know how valid a reference is from somebody who knew you 10 years ago, but I will certainly um, have your back if you'd allow me that or if you need me in any way, shape or form. But get your boss on the horn, fight for yourself. Um, And any business owner listening to this, if he can overcome all of this, what are you so freaking afraid of? What makes you think that you can't handle what's coming out? Because if he can, with all of the obstacles that have been put in his life, and you don't need to know his past, but I promise you, it is a lot of obstacles, then you, my friends, are running out of excuses. That's where I leave you today. Thank you so much for this conversation. I am just beyond grateful that this show provides a vehicle to have this kind of conversation. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for today. And I, I really do look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.